I'm really digging our opening theme song. Slash you. Yeah. It's really good stuff, man. I hope, uh... Holy shit, episode 10! Oh, Milestone. Yeah. We're 10 years old. Slash you! Or 10 episodes 10, 10 old. Episodes, 10 episodes old. <laughs> and we have a treat. A treat, a trick or treats for you. To see what I did there? I see what you did there. The name of the movie is Trick or Treats. Trick but first, treats. I gotta ask a question. What's your name, motherfucker? Uh, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Nick. We are Slash You. Slash You. Where we uh, attempt to educate you guys about some campy horror slasher movies made between the years of 1977 and 1988. Yes, sir. Pretty much all of them that we've watched so far have been available on Amazon Prime. For free. Uh, for free or very low cost. And this week in episode 10... We're talking about trick-or-treats. Make sure you get that name. It's Because there's a lot of trick-or-treats out yeah, there. Yeah, when you search horror movies. This is Trick or Treats 1982. Right. I want to go ahead and make a disclaimer. Do it. Before we start this uh, wonderful podcast that we have created. Right. Disclaimer. This yeah. is not a horror movie. No. This could be classified as a fucking lame movie. I don't know. It's, 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 yeah. it's just not a horror movie. It's not the slasher genre. No, not really. It. Amazon labels it rated 13 plus, but yeah, I, I think, think you could watch this with a kid. Yeah, I think no one would it's be scared. It's not super scary. It's not scary at all. So it's kind of funny in spots. Yeah, so. but I would say it's still better than Hubie Halloween that's on Netflix right now. That piece of shit starring Adam Sandler. I know that Andy. We were. I know you watched it. I watched it. It's, it's pretty heavy-handed in its message. It's. Yeah. He, 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 does he, is he playing Waterboy again? Like, I know they're making that these part, references. I didn't. I just want to talk like this all the time. That's the part. I, yeah, I didn't quite understand that. But I suppose that that was used to drive home the fact that he's different and then gave people a reason to And he still gets a hot babe. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to be exclusive. Julie you know. Bowen. Yeah, but he, she's like, oh, I'm in love with you, Hubie, because you're natural. Thank God we don't have an, we're not like an Adam Sandler podcast, because that would be like the worst podcast ever. Like if yeah. your podcast just dissected Adam Sandler and his movies. It'd be hard to be, hard to get past 10 episodes, I suppose. <laughs> Well, then you probably could dive into characters and stuff. Right. All, all in all, okay, sorry to anyone out there who's listening that's either involved in an Adam Sandler podcast or listens to one, but you can fuck right off because that would be the worst <laughs> podcast I've ever listened to. Thanks Trick, for listening. Trick in. or Treats 1982, better than <laughs> Hubie Halloween. I'm just going to bring it back around. I just want to bring it back around. Two minutes, 45 seconds. We're bringing her back around to this movie. Trick or Treats. Directed by Gary Graver. Uh, available for free on Amazon Prime, and it's singular trick, plural treats, trick or treats. Very good. Yeah, the the movie poster looks like a bag. That's it almost looks like there's a cat in there. Someone said that. Like a, like a cat, like a tail coming out of the ripped trick or treat bag, but it's actually a head. A head. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see the cat. Someone else posted that on our Instagram. Yeah. They said that it looked, I thought it was a cat in the bag, but yeah, I looked at it again. I didn't see it. So no, nah, it's a head. It's definitely a head. <laughs> Um, so this was an interesting movie. I'm going to break it down with a little Cliff Kill Notes. Cliff Kill Notes, short. sponsored by PBR. Yeah, they're short and sweet this week because this is a very easy movie to follow. Um, very simple, short, small cast of characters. Um, we've got, uh, first, I'll, I'll just give you the main players here. Malcolm O'Keefe uh, is the father who is uh, committed to an insane, insane asylum. Uh, there's Joan O'Keefe Adams. She's married to Malcolm O'Keefe at first, and then later married to Richard Adams, who's another uh, character played by David Carradine. David Carradine. So we got a, somewhat of a big star in this movie. There's Linda. She's the babysitter. Linda's boyfriend, Brett. <laughs> Christopher O'Keefe is the little kid that she's babysitting. And um, there's, of course, Nurse Reeves at the uh, Insane Asylum. And there's Linda's hot friend, Andrea. Right? Super. 
that she's in. Linda's Linda's yeah. pretty too. Linda is pretty. Yep. Very pretty. She's definitely designed to be eye candy in this yes. movie. Um, Another so, babysitter kind of horror slash movie. Our movie begins with Malcolm O'Keefe being committed by his wife Joan to an insane asylum mm-hmm. uh, for very little reason. It's just they're out on the patio having breakfast one morning by the swimming pool, and a couple of guys in white coats show up, and put Malcolm in a straitjacket. Well, we're going to go ahead and dive into this. That's yeah. like what my wife and I talk. It's, yeah. We discuss too. Like, can you really just? Can you re- like if I wanted you committed, Andy? Could I just call up call the Santa Salama and say, "Hey, <laughs> can you please take my friend Andy away?" Yeah. Sure, Nick, but you're going to have to sign a couple papers. That's cool, and they just well, come and get you with no no backstory, yeah. no nothing. We'll we'll dive into that in just okay. a second. Yeah, oh, yeah. but Sorry. then it well it's all right. But the, uh, continuing on, then the movie flashes forward. It says several years later. It's actually I think four five four years later. Four years later, it's Halloween. Joan and her new husband Richard are going to go out on uh, out of town to a Halloween party uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, so they get Linda, the babysitter, to come watch their son, Christopher. He has a penchant for practical jokes. Oh, my God. And uh, magic. Uh, he loves Houdini. And he keeps playing tricks on Linda throughout the movie, practical jokes, just to scare her, startle her, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, Malcolm O'Keefe who was committed at the beginning of the movie, has broken out of the insane asylum, and he is heading back to his old home to get revenge on Joan for having him committed four years ago. And that's literally it. That's 1982, (laughs) one hour, 31 minutes. That is. Yeah. She stuck watching watching this fucking brat. Oh, he's a brat. Worst character I've seen out of the... Ten, okay, so this is our tenth episode, so we've yep. seen ten movies. Yep. This and Richie from Mad Men, episode three, five. five. Thank you. Yeah. He was my worst, my uh, you know worst fucking character. We had hashtag fuck Richie. Fuck week. Richie. Now yeah. it's fuck Christopher. Fuck that little kid. He's a little brat. But so he plays. So I did. I was telling Andy. I counted all the pranks. So as we go through the movie, I can oh, uh, sure. I'll point out the pranks. But uh, the kid uh, Christopher O'Keefe is actually played by Christopher Graver, the son. So he's the son of the director. So, you know. So he pretty he got because of nepotism. Is nepotism that, much? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nice. think he's credited on IMDb for any other movies. But I think this one. he did movies, but I think as a gaffer. Oh, okay. Best boy Behind grip the scenes or whatever, guy. yeah. He's like what in this movie? Ten? Ten years old or something? Nine. He's that typical chubby mm-hmm. kid that's, you know, probably was bullied on, but it's a bully. Like, he seriously, friends, it's, it was disturbing for me to watch this movie because I just kept yelling at the screen like, you fucking dick, and I realized I'm yeah. yelling at a ten-year-old kid. Right. You don't have children, do you? No. No, no kids. Neither well, do I. I have two uh, fur, animals. Fur kids. Fur children, and I don't have you know human children either but even if one of my dogs did that i'd still think i'd beat him <laughs> we don't advocate cruelty to animals uh but cruelty to children is when okay they're, when they're like this this kid needs a spanking um one question i had at least right out of the gate Great. of this movie is when malcolm and joan uh, are eating breakfast by the pool the opening scene of the movie is christopher he he is malcolm and joan's son that's correct? what I, I have that too andy he doesn't he know like that's his dad? Yeah, like so you Spoilers, know Spoilers as always. Yeah, well that's right. We're gonna spoil this entire movie. So <laughs> like later, after she has Malcolm committed and she remarries uh, yeah, Richard. David Carradine. Christopher would be Richard's stepson, correct? Yes, totally. Okay. It's not made clear. Yeah, exactly. At all. There's okay, let's go back to what we talked about as you doing the <laughs> cliff kill notes. Yeah. When we were talking about Malcolm being taken away. He's yeah. they're having breakfast on the back. Yeah. Christopher's nowhere to be seen. Right. 
So they're just she's smoking a cigarette. He's reading, you Wall know, Street he's journal. in a business suit. He's reading a Wall Street Journal. So we assume mm. he's some high-powered dude. Yeah, and that's what they said. Corporate he, thing. They say that like when they're doing the interview later, like when the reporter's talking about his escape. But mm-hmm. going back to this breakfast, the doorbell rings. Joan's like, "Don't you worry, honey, I'll go get it." Mm-hmm. She answers the door, and there's two Tom Selleck-looking motherfuckers. Yeah, and they, they were twins almost. They were twins, but one <laughs> of them, I don't know which one, but I read one of them was actually roommates with Tom Selleck. Oh, neat. So I just picture. All these, all these guys in the early '80s with these great mustaches, great yep. head of hair, yep. bag of cocaine in their pocket, just like a just big old gram. Just yeah, and just pound. having fun. They because they really they look like twins. I even yeah. wrote that. I was like, are they fucking twins? Yeah. But um, one of them was roommates uh, with a young Tom Selleck. So a couple guys out of Central Casting are there to, <laughs> and they have white. You know, they got the white T-shirt, white. Long, they, yeah, they're Mr. Clean looking pants, except they're not bald. They look like orderlies at yes. a, a sane asylum, and they're like telling Joan, "Hey, you need to sign a few papers." And she's just like, "A minute, just a minute." And she's yeah. try, obviously trying to keep them quiet. She doesn't want to clue her husband in. And these guys um, approach Mr. O'Keefe, Malcolm, and they just say, "You know, you're gonna have to come with us." And speaking softly, of course, and he's just, of course, confused. What's yes. going on here? I don't understand. Uh, and they wrestle him. This scene was far too long. I wrote the same thing. <laughs> a, a Keystone Cops, kind of like, like, you know, like it was like a comedy. They're falling in water because it's next to the pool. Yep. It took way too long. Way they, too long. They go, like, and that's what I wrote. I'm going to go ahead and jump to some notes that I had written down sure. later. Yeah. There are so many instances in this movie where this movie could have probably been 10 minutes. It, it could have been a short. It could have been yeah. like a, a comedy horror short. They draw it out a little. Oh, they draw it out to make it a feature film. Sure. And I, we'll go over those instances, but this is one of them Was that you just brought up. the, And I, I'd have to watch it again and pay, pay closer attention. That opening scene where they're trying to restrain him and get him... Uh, hooked up was that one take because i feel like the camera was on the opposite side of the swimming pool pointed at the far side and and he you know he, a little game of pickle in between them he tries to climb the tree they, they they corner him one of them gets thrown in the pool then he falls in the pool and the other one dives in after him it, i feel like it was all one take it could have been i mean their budget was like five dollars yeah. the budget was actually fifty five thousand dollars <laughs> uh gary graver the director put up thirty thousand dollars of his own money and he got friends and family to invest the other twenty-five k. To make 25K. this Oscar-nominated beauty, not true, not uh, true. <laughs> uh, this was not Oscar-nominated. So just... they commit him. Yes. Joan has him committed. What's the backstory, by the way? Obviously, the doctors of the insane asylum don't do any evaluation of him whatsoever. So I feel like any professionals would be able to immediately tell this man's not crazy. Yes. But you know, it speaks to the state of the American healthcare system, <laughs> uh, even in nineteen eighty-two. The other thing I didn't I didn't like very much was just portrayal the portrayal of mental illness in this movie, uh, and in so many other movies like it. It's just the the way they pan through a, a a mental asylum. You just have people in in gowns, hospital gowns, just rocking back and forth. Or, or, or playing. I mean, totally, man. I wrote the. That's not how. I love how we're always on the same page. I don't doubt that there are people who are mentally ill out there who are like that you know sort of a waking coma but the vast majority are functioning yes on some level they 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 just have some various statements they make these people like dumbass zombies like you know like i I know the word retard but that's like where i guess the word because it i couldn't agree more mm-hmm. I had the same thing in my notes why do they always make them like yeah. you know like they gotta are have a stuffed animal and... dumbass zombies that just want to sit there and pick their nose and 
stick stuff up their nose and they're looking at invisible things on the yes. wall and okay. i mean that's not how all that that is true i and they even have the sign it's like western state hospital home of the insane oh, yeah it's like home <laughs> of the fucking wildcats what is this like high school you i know? know i remember thinking home of the insane when i saw that sign i was like there's no way a place nowadays would be able to put that up home of the insane <laughs> because Somebody would be like, oh, "Wait a minute, my you know my brother's my brother's just slightly on the autism spectrum. He's not insane." I 1982. Yeah. But I'm glad we I'm glad we're, we're right. probably I'm gonna probably read through my notes and probably hit that again. But so uh, so Malcolm gets committed with no further evaluation. We flash forward four years. Joan and Richard are getting ready to go out on the no, town. No, wait, wait, hold on. Whoa, sorry. God dang. I know. Disclaimer. Sometimes Andy likes to jump the gun. Our last couple episodes have run really long. Okay, <laughs> okay, but we've had to get... Linda's taking a shower. We almost oh, yeah, get to see some beauty. We actually kind of do. They kind of do through a little beauty Through the shower curtain. But she answers the phone. The phones are really loud in this movie. Have you noticed that? They're like <laughs> so fucking loud. As this like this background music plays, you can't yeah. hear Linda because this background music, which I could describe as like Jimmy Buffett. Oh, I thought she was listening John to Mayer. a radio in her shower. Maybe, but you oh. can't hear her. But the music does sound like... if. Like if yeah. Jimmy Buffett and John Mayer fucked, and they had this kid <laughs> that might be the kid. What the kid would sing? So obviously, we find out that she's part of a babysitting service because yeah. she's an actress. She's an aspiring actress. Correct. But so she, she, like many, needs a side job. She needs a side job, and yeah. she has to do the side job at night. Right. So unfortunately, she gets this babysitting gig the night right. that her boyfriend Brett is playing Othello in a Shakespeare play. Well, it's opening night for him. Opening night. Yep. Um, she. I tell you, she can't be that hard up if she's got a landline in her bathroom. <laughs> I mean, she's able to afford a landline phone in her bathroom. Either she's living in a studio apartment where the bathroom and the bedroom and the there living room go. are all one, or she's got a landline in her. She, no. she needs to be able to answer the phone like that. So I'm in the shower, and I just reach out and grab the phone. She's holding the receiver in the yeah. shower. You're going to have to speak up. Yeah, because you're in the shower. Yeah, and I got this John Mayer, Jimmy Buffett shit playing in yeah. the background. No, but you remember as a kid in the 80s, like when you didn't have cordless, like your mom or dad would buy like the extra long cord so you could... Oh, you could walk around the whole house. The whole house yeah. with it. So before cordless shit... Because even cordless, if you got away from your phone base, it would it'd go out. So yeah. fuck, early, fuck early cordless phones. That's my uh, PSA for the night. Yeah. Um, no. But she. Nobody has a landline at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Linda tells has to tell Brett that uh, you know fuck off. Yep. I can't come to your opening night. I need this job because I'll get fired if I don't take it. Right. And these rich people pay a lot of money. And uh, but she does try to get Brett to come over to the house. So um, Andy, if you don't mind, I want to go and j- uh, jump to the scene where she's leaving to go to her babysitting job mm-hmm. in her classic VW car. You, I think it was called The Thing. Love those cars. That was old school. Oh, sure. It's called The Thing. Yeah. So a fucking old dude grabs her. That was a weird part. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Are we supposed to assume that maybe he's going to be the killer? He's got a scar on his face. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I just want to find out. He's looking for directions. Directions yeah. to a house. And she's like down there and he's like well hold on babe never lets her go a stranger yeah nighttime. Hey, yeah nighttime hey do you want to come to a party with me and she's like no i gotta go to work and he's like you know like hey what's the matter baby don't you like to party yeah I just, yeah with dudes my age man like what are yeah. you 50 i mean it's like she's yeah. like obviously 20s and it was just weird the scar so. it was one of these things that was it was it was it, uh, i'm i'm <laughs> Too many thoughts. My mouth. A, a filler. My, it's a filler. Yeah. We gotta it, make the movie longer. It was nothing. It was a ninety-second thing exchange. Some dude 
looking for directions that didn't pay off later. It didn't. It had nothing. Mm. Yeah, and you're right. He had some weird, like half bleeding scar on his yeah. face. It almost looked like a fresh. I can wound, dig that. I can dig that. Head. I totally dig that. I was like, hey, I'm looking for this house. Anyway, so she, she goes to babysit. Yeah, and uh, so she knocks on the door. Um, but before she knocks on the door, we you know we kind of see David Car- David Carradine's yep. character, Richard, Richard Adams. Yep. He's a suave motherfucker. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's dressed as a, like a in a tux like a magician. They were both yeah. They were him, both dressed him as magicians. And Joan are dressed like magicians, and I didn't know if they are magicians or if that was just a costume. I said the same thing because <laughs> I did. It's <laughs> we are on the same. We are page. on the same page more than ever. Like, oh man, we usually are, but this one I'm not. I get I'm, a new co-host, man. I can't have somebody who agrees with me all the time. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> ouch. I know that kind of hurt. I apologize. We gotta. We're gonna have to hit pause so mm. Andy and I can uh, talk yeah, this out. Hash this out. And we're back. We're, we're back. good. All right. Everything's great. Everything's good. <clears throat> so David Carradine, David Carradine's character, Richard Adams, as Andy said, is kind of like a suave motherfucker. You know, yep. like he's uh, I, he's talking to his stepson, which we assume is stepson, Christopher. Yep. And I love, did you notice the sound editing went kind of off where he was like, you're you're not going, like what, what Christopher was saying, it didn't match his lips. I just yeah, kind of caught that I did notice. flub in the sound editing. But uh, again, Christopher, the worst character I've ever seen. You know, in all our movies, like even more than like he makes Richie look like Jamie Lee Curtis in our movies. So um, he's just this chunky little 10 year old and he's the worst. So but (laughs) that's when I wrote what Andy said is Jonah magician because he's she's promising him a trick when she gets back. Yeah, that's what made me think. Yeah. Yeah. So we so have they been invited to a Vegas Halloween party to perform magic or are they going on a social call? I think a social call because she said, I'm so excited that Newton's invited us. But here's my thing about timing. This is at night. Trick or treaters are coming by. So we assume it's maybe six at night. Yep. So they're they got their plane tickets. They're going to Vegas. They're going to a party and they're going to return the next day. The timing just threw me off in all of this. So stuff, maybe so. you know they just if they're flying, then they're maybe just in L.A. or something because it's like a ninety-minute flight. Yeah, it's, that's that's a good point. But still, they have to drive to. Okay, I won't get. Yeah. I'm not going to waste time on this. <laughs> but uh, so they're leaving, and they're and it seems like Linda has been called in to babysit fairly last minute. Yes, because she obviously wanted to go see her boyfriend's Brett in his play, but can't make it. Uh, and so she shows up. The sign on the on the fence says, "Beware of dog." We never see any dog. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh, I noticed it. And it was just one of those things like um, <laughs> it, it was almost as if the house they used to shoot this had a beware of dog sign and they just didn't bother taking this it This was down. a casting, uh, someone who, who was... The woman who played Joan. Was this, was yep, this her was house? her house. Uh, Jack Carrie Snodgrass. Snodgrass. Carrie Snodgrass. She actually has some credit to her. Like people thought like getting her in this movie was giving it some, like David Carradine. Giving it some legitimacy. Yes. She actually, if you check out her IMDb, she's got some, she's got some backing, but, but then we kind of jump back to the hospital where, you know, we're not going to dive into that, what we talked about home of the insane, uh, Western Mm -hmm. state hospital. Um, this is where we see where Malcolm has landed. Yes. Malcolm is, you know, sitting in a room playing checkers or chess. Yeah, it's like some sort of common room where yeah. all the all, all the, the insane the, people hang out. That's what it's yeah, all like. All, exactly. Men and women. Yes. They're all mixed Young and there. old. And he's talking to some dude who's uh, insane, but not as insane, or not playing as insane as everyone else. Well, uh, his I friend. think his name's Brett. Yeah, is, well, that's Linda's boyfriend is Brett. Oh, yeah, Bert. 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 That's what it was, sorry. So that's, uh, that's Malcolm's... 
uh, Buddy. Buddy. And, and, and Bert is crazy, but not as crazy as everyone else. He's able to carry a conversation. Yeah, he tells yeah. Malcolm that he tried to escape as Malcolm is trying to tell him that he's going to escape because it's Halloween. It's a perfect night to do it. Right. Bert tells him that he tried to escape once and they knocked all his teeth out. Right. Bert just seems like he's probably a little slow. He doesn't seem crazy to me. He just seems like maybe he's not well, the most they, intelligent guy. These these know? patients exactly. I mean these <laughs> patient it. these patients don't seem insane to me. They look like yeah. they maybe licked a couple frogs, started yeah. tripping, and like we're like, hey, you know, there's but, that. Yeah, they could maybe just be high on drugs. Yeah, I mean there there's nothing. Again, I, I just and they put them in one room. It's seriously the size of like the room we're going in now. And they're just yeah. Walking. Like there there's really no uh, what's the word I'm looking for production set value or well, anything as far as fifty five thousand dollars <laughs> was the budget. In 1982, that's like 1.6 million. Yeah. I'm just kidding. So, yeah, Malcolm's going to break out. He's going to break out and he's going to go back, uh, get revenge on Joan. Get revenge on Joan. Maybe maybe Richard, but um, now David Carradine has pushed down to the living room to go make a drink. Joan's like, why don't you go downstairs and make a drink? That's a good point. These folks are getting ready to leave for a party. They're taking their sweet ass time. Let's, Let's have a drink. And Linda's there to babysit. She's on the clock. I would think, wouldn't they want to just be let's get the fuck out of here? Yeah, let's she's go. here. Let's go. She's we'll get here. a drink at let's the airport. Go. We'll get right. A, we'll get a drink. Let's, at I'm going to have a brandy. And that's where Richard puts on his smooth moves on Linda. Yeah, he does. Dude. He pours it on thick. I mean, I, okay, look, I get chill bumps. I know you guys she, can't see it because it's a David podcast. David Carradine is a super charming dude. Yes, and he's... In this movie. She, he's like, you want some brandy, motherfucker? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, you're going to take some. Gives her a sip. She's like, ooh. Shows she's, her a diamond ring that yeah, he's got. She, and she's fun, and she's and she keeps asking, how did you afford this beautiful house? Yes. I inherited I it. I inherited it. Because I have brains or something. But, uh-huh. But then she giggles as he... She's wearing this like weird onesie. It's like a... Show. I made a note of that. I actually like her outfit with the socks and a weird 1980s sort of one-piece jumpsuit yeah but they're shorts yeah they cut out they stop at the knees yeah and she's got those high socks it reminded me of little bit socks for those of you who are close to my age which is 39 you might remember the teenage mutant ninja turtles the cartoon and you might remember april o'neill the woman in that cartoon she's a reporter and she had a yellow outfit that looks just like this outfit that linda's wearing only april o'neill's yellow linda's is white but it's the same thing. It's a one piece. What is she wearing high socks? I don't high remember. <laughs> it's got a zipper that goes down oh, yeah. the whole length of the torso, and that's what David Carradine goes after. Yeah, and he <laughs> zips it down like you could almost. I, I bet like you I, have more brains in. Yes. In, he's about to say like in here. Yeah, like, like I want to look, and you really think you're going to see more beauty, and and also like I would think if I didn't know if I was an old dude because I am an older guy, and if I did that to like a twenty year old girl, yeah, she'd smack me, report yeah. me. And, you know, I would be talking to law enforcement. In 2020, yes. Yeah, but still, she's giggling as he's yeah. taking... She goes, I mean, I think a boob's going to dr- pop out. Well, he's super suave, He man. is charming. Using his kung fu charms on her. But Joan pops in. She just sort of taps her, like, cane or, yeah. or, or magic wand on the floor, you know, and gets his attention. But he's cool. <laughs> gives her a kiss. Gives her the ring. Yeah, I he, was just showing Linda here yeah. the uh, gift I got for you. She's wearing eye socks. And it's a diamond ring. Um, this is also to the point where we see Richard and Christopher have a fucking weird stare down. Another, They're getting ready to go. That's another thing they just put in the movie to make it longer. Filler. But, yep. you know, Christopher's on the stairs just staring fucking psycho at... Daggers. Daggers at Richard. So, again, stepdad. Carradine's yeah. looking at him like, almost kind of like, fuck you, kid. Yeah. I'm glad we're leaving you. Like, for I it. wish this kid wasn't here. I know. So, 
Um, the the official plot synopsis of this movie <laughs> uh, in in IMDb it it goes on or I mean it points out how uh, it says that Joan had her husband committed so that she could marry and move in with uh, Richard her boyfriend. But that's their house. Well, so he could move in with them. Yes. Okay. I just but wanna... that's the the plot synopsis says all that and the movie doesn't mention any of that. So when uh, uh, Richard David Carradine's character is saying, "I inherited this house with through through my brains." I think that's what if we knew that detail that maybe him and Joan conspired, yes, to get Malcolm out of the way. So many fillers they put in this movie that make no sense. That would have been a perfect. They could have explained <laughs> a little job, more Andy. of how um of, of of how and why uh Malcolm was committed to you know. There's. That's a great point, brother. Yeah. I never really thought of that. Like, there's so many fillers that we. Could, yeah. I mean, one's going to be later a movie within a movie. Like it's there's oh, so right. many other Pointless. things that they could have brought up yeah. or, or gotten rid of to tell that story. Right. You could have done it in 90 seconds. Just clear it up a little bit. Because he's suave. It makes sense. Yep. Hey, Joan. He could have started bragging to Linda. Yeah, Joan and Joan was married to another man before me. A billionaire. A billionaire named Malcolm, and he became a bit of a nuisance. And, uh, Perfect. Something like that. Let's it, remake this movie. Yeah, I know. We could. <laughs> Reboot Trick or Treat. <laughs> Directed by Nick and Andy. 2020. Famous uh, people, famous co host of Slash yeah, You. So by the time we get it made, we, we will be famous. So uh, Joan and, and Richard go off to their party. Yeah, they never, but they never introduce the kids. Just, Linda's like, I haven't met the kids. She's like, just go find him or he'll find you. Like, creepy yep. later. Yep. And, they, and that's where, Andy, I wrote The Pranks Begin. They do. And I, I've counted them all. Awesome. Since we really don't have any dick kill shots of the week. We barely have a kill count. Yeah, we have barely have a kill count. So I maybe think, you know, maybe you can pick your dick prank. You could pick your favorite prank, I suppose. Dick prank yeah. shot of the week. And this kid has some pretty bad pranks. Oh, they're fucking lame. This kid, I mean, one more time, this kid slash you friends, all, I think we probably have six listeners now. Yeah. This kid is a fucking dick he's a terror as far as uh, pranks go too um kevin McAllister would be able to prank circles around this kid that's home alone oh yeah yeah but this is what i but i wanted to say this this is andy and i again you know we talk as we're watching the movie because we, you know we, we do some preparation before yeah. we hit record yeah um i kind of thought this was like problem child meets the omen like a little fucking, without the supernatural act. Yeah, 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 but like a little Damien fuck in a horror yeah. movie meets like a kid that's a dick. Because isn't Problem Child in that kid a dick? Oh yeah, yeah. See, Problem so, Child. Right. Yeah, some of John Ritter's finest work and Gilbert Godfrey. John Ritter was a genius. Yeah. Um, but the, the prank count we start with a fake guillotine. Uh, yep. Linda's walking around the house looking for the kid. She walks in his room. He's in a fake guillotine. Well, it's real. It, it's real, but whatever. But it's like, it's a magic trick. Yeah, it's because yeah. they show him chopping a head of lettuce. Yeah, in half with the blade, it, so it actually uh, cuts, uh, which pays off later. But. Yes, but it, again, like, and so she enters the room, he looks up, notices her, he throws the thing down, and she thinks his head is chopped off, but wouldn't it fall over? But anyway, yeah, it stays in the... clean cut, I guess, yeah. But then he starts bleeding out of the mouth, and she freaks out, yep. and and then he looks up and goes, you're cute, are you the babysitter? And she just looks at him and goes, you're not. So yeah, she's not. saying, you're not cute. That was a stupid fuck. thing to do. Yep. Yeah, that was a stupid thing to do. Again, this kid's a dick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and throughout the movie, we, oh, Linda has to deal with knocks on the door and doorbells being rung due to being Halloween and trick-or-treaters are coming to the house. Yeah, there's trick-or-treaters all over the place. Next prank, uh, number two, a smoke bomb. And that, he's got that a laugh just, that's like a... <laughs> yeah, that was just silly. 
And then prank three, prank three is the old uh, buzzy handshake. She's like, he's like, hey, Linda, let's forget about it. Let's just be friends, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, she has to answer the door real quick because there's trick-or-treaters, and they're teenage trick-or-treaters, and they're like, yeah, baby. Like, yeah. They're like, you're, you're hot. Hey, you're looking yeah. good. Got to remember this place. Again, some, there, someone, he wrote this. Like, was this actually a script? So um, I want to jump back to the asylum because we're there again. And this one I wrote, is this a comedy? Mm-hmm. And Bert is uh, talking with Malcolm as somebody pretends to be sewing the back of Malcolm's, Malcolm's gown. One of the yeah. patients is. It's just a guy in, behind him sort of pantomiming a needle sewing, and thread yeah. like he's sewing the back of the gown up. And Bert, Malcolm's friend, is Buddy, just yeah. like, uh, you know, you're Malcolm, you're you're uh, crazy for trying to get out of here. And Malcolm says, like, no, Bert, you're crazy. I'm mad. <laughs> Which I thought was a cool line. Because yeah, you're is. crazy, Bert. I'm mad. But do you think mad like is in mad like mad crazy or mad because he's pissed off? Angry. Fuck? Yeah. Thank you. That's Angry what I thought mad. too. Yeah. That well, that was yeah. And he's been locked up for four years. Uh, at one point, didn't it might have been in the first scene? The doctor was just like, you know, how are you today, Malcolm? And he's like, Doc, when am I getting out of here? Yes. And he's just like, tomorrow or something. He's like, That's, That's what. what Malcolm's like, yeah. Keep saying that. That's what you said yesterday. You know, <laughs> I'm not insane. Why am I in here? And the doctor's talking to the nurse and like, yeah, you got to just tell them what they want to hear. You know, it's like the shittiest mental no, illness doctor. Said, he's like, you got to tell them what they want to hear because they're fucking crazy. Yeah, they're just crazy. Just do tell them whatever, you know. Oh, that's they, another. If yeah, they that's... say, I see bugs on the wall, just be like, no, yeah, there's some bugs on the wall. All right. Just, yeah, you're good. So he's obviously not, the doctor's not interested in re- rehabilitation. I don't think he's a doctor. No. His side job, that's probably his side job. His main job is probably changing tires at the local oil shop down the road. But uh, after that, we get prank four and prank five. Prank four being the spilt milk that uh, Linda finds on the carpet. And then prank five, um, as she's picking up the milk, he comes through with a uh, wearing a scary old man mask. Yeah, he just startles her. Then he's always trying to hit on her, too. He is uh, definitely maybe picking up some pointers from his stepdad, Richard. Uh, hey. <laughs> he's always trying to be super suave with Linda, which I don't know, not a bad idea. You know, she's not bad looking. Yes, ten year old prepubescent kid. Maybe you're just starting to have those little feelings and things. And as <laughs> a man who identifies as a he/him hetero, mm-hmm. I think that Linda is pretty. I do. Okay. I think she is. Uh, I do too. Um, and I think Christopher is not pretty. But I wouldn't want to say I'm attracted to a ten year old. Well, he's boy. just a chunky little kid. You yeah, know? he's I mean, not body shaming, but just you know, they're no. just they're just kind of make it like he's that uh, what was that kid from the Goonies, Chunky Monkey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chunk. Yeah, Chunk. Yeah. So he looks a lot like Chunk. Yes. From yes. the Goonies. Right on. So picture yeah. that in your head. I'm gonna younger. post. I'm gonna he's post a picture of him. Yeah. On our social media With page the, that I took and his Andy. Sly little smile. Yeah. Fucking dick. Like you little shit. So we're. All... <laughs> We're always jumping back between the house and the asylum. Yeah, um, that's the whole story. Yeah, and so... Uh, Malcolm's breakout. Malcolm's breakout, which I want to... It was dumb. Di- I, Yeah, just two minutes. Yeah. He wants Bert to snore loud, which I don't know why. How's that going to make a difference? I guess to hide out the attack that he does on the nurse. But he's just sitting there laughing. So the nurse is going around checking over one. They all sleep in the same they room. They all sleep in the same room, I guess. At the first couple, first person she checks on is having sex. So mentally insane people, insane people like to still do it, mm. Rad. So they, he, she, she continues. Calls the, she says, Cleopatra, it's time to leave Mark Anthony and go back to your own bed. <laughs> 
you know. So these are obviously two people who think that they are Cleopatra oh, and yeah. Mark Anthony, and you don't see their faces because the one the, the guy is under the sheet and the woman just gets up really fast and, and she's laughing and yeah. laughing and she runs away. You don't see her face. So the nurse is just like, all right, done with the shenanigans. So they let the patients fuck. Yes, which is you know you know, you know but breaking it up. It's time for bed. All yeah, right, and the, she makes sure Bert's snoring. He's doing his job. Then yep. as she approaches Malcolm's bed, he attacks her. Is this a sex scene? I thought he had a rag with like chloroform, chloroform or on yeah. it, but later she, when she's talking to the news reporter about the breakup, he just shoved it in her she, mouth. She, 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 she tried to gag her. So yeah, but so and that then, yeah, scene he gets which, up on top of her, and, and she seems to be like, oh, like I feel like this is a sex scene because as he's done with her and he's like grabbing her wig, which you know he's going to use. She has a wig. Yeah. yeah, she's wearing a wig, which she has obviously beautiful hair anyway. Like I don't know why she's short, but who cares? But yeah. Her hands appear up like she wants more. Like, mm. to me, it's, it's like, come hither, seductive. Oh. So I, I really thought this was the comedy element. Again, comedy film, who mm-hmm. fucking knows? Mm-hmm. But she was taking it as a sex scene. And oh. his escape begins. And He, he uh, handled me like no other man has handled me. Yeah, that, well, that, that's when the reporter... <clears throat> yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> we go back to the house, uh, prank six, which I don't know if it's a prank, the slit throat, and that's where the big filler comes in, the cry the, the cry wolf story. Oh, right. He stumbles down the stairs pretending he's got a mm-hmm. cutthroat. Oh, yeah. ow, ow, and he falls down. Of course, she runs to his side, like, obviously he's okay. She didn't really buy it for one second. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. And then she ta- tells him the story of the boy who cried wolf. Filler. Filler. Um... The whole story. Yep. The and whole. Then the first night he was got bored and he called the townspeople. And then the second night he got bored again. Yeah, I think I was playing with my Instagram then. Like, aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, so what happens when she gets done? He she gets up and walks away and he stands up and just wolf, wolf, wolf. wolf. <laughs> so flashback to the asylum. Malcolm is now leaving. Dressed the, as the dressed nurse. as the nurse, so he's got her outfit, which fits him. He's a mm. big dude, but this little it fits him. He's even got like the the fake boobies. I guess he stuffs tissue in his bra. In his bra. He wears. He's got bra. a wig. Uh, he takes off in what we assume is the nurse's car. No, no. I I wanted to point one thing out that I thought was silly. He he exits the asylum, and, and the security guard asks before he goes past the security guard, he puts lipstick on, and I and the security <laughs> guard is just like, "Ma'am, can I see your ID?" <laughs> And he's like, sure, punches him out. Just punches him, lays him out one punch. If that was your plan, why did you put on lipstick? <laughs> if you were going to just punch the guy out and walk away or run away and try to avoid the security guard completely, <laughs> why did you put on lipstick? And I think that that's just more a comedy thing. He's trying to. Uh, again, this is the, and bring, great point. To, be funny. And to Andy's point, beautiful as well. Well, he's not so beautiful, but men think that he is a she. They think Malcolm is a woman. He looks nothing like a woman. No. He looks like a man that is dressed as a woman. Yes. A man, a big man. Very burly. There is no way that you would would look at this person and go, hey, would you like to, if you were a heterosexual person, would you like to make out with me as a man? (laughs) I think even as a woman, if you were, you know, like, I would like to make out with you. You you would know that it's not a fucking woman. Yeah, he gets in the nurse's car and drives off. And as he makes his way uh, back to his house to get revenge, that's where he's interacting with other people around town. And yeah, yeah, all... he may, yeah, that's because that's an interesting. I think you know, kind of the segue between because we are kind of flowing back between the asylum yep. and the house. Yep. 
as he takes off in what we assume is the nurse's car, mm-hmm. right? Uh, prank seven and eight back at the house. Mm-hmm. Linda sits down to, I don't know if she's watching TV, but the chair breaks. And then as the chair breaks, she looks up. The little fuck dick bag kid like comes Pops up to up the window outside. with a, a scary mask on. Yeah, it looks like an Uncle Fester yeah. mask. Great. That's perfect. Yeah, from the Adams family. <laughs> great analogy or great uh, uh, comparison, especially since we're doing, you know, it's being listened to. And so you can vent yeah. mentally. I'm visually picture it. I'm painting a picture with painting my words. a picture for our six listeners. <laughs> um, then as she's still pissed. Brett calls her. Yeah, you know, I guess she's telling him she's miserable with this fucking kid, and uh, you know, and he's like, "Hey, baby, it's cool. I got to get back." And yeah. while, while you can Brett's, handle it. yeah, you can handle it. While Brett's talking to Linda, Linda, there the there's a guy always next to him that's putting on makeup. Another actor. Another actor yeah. who. Like eavesdropping. Yeah, and he's creepy. Like he, you know, like he would have played a a, a good character maybe in another <laughs> fucking movie that we'd watch. But um, Linda hangs up. Brett says, "I love you." Linda says, "I love you." She hangs up. The camera goes back to Brett, who has the phone still in it to his ear, and he's just looking at himself in his costume in the mirror <laughs> for like another ten seconds. Filler. With the, with the phone to his ear. Like she said, "I love you," and hung up. And. And he's just, let me just pause. Like, that, that that's it. This is how long it takes. Filler. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. It's just an awkward, the camera hangs just a little too long. There so. is so much filler in this movie. Um, and so Malcolm continues his quest to get back to the house that was once his. He pulls over, uses the phone to call the house, but yet he doesn't say anything. He uses what's called a phone booth. Yeah, it's a, it's where phones used to hang. Right, they were just open to the public. Yes. And you would go up and you would put money in them. A dime, but then it went to a quarter. A quarter, yeah, and for long-distance calls, it was more, sometimes yeah, you'd 50 have to cents. Put, they'd, give you a, they'd give you time, like, right. enter another quarter now right. to get another so f- two minutes. For those of you who don't know or remember, that's what a phone booth was. Uh, Thank there, you. There I was met- one in... Um, uh, one of our other movies, the uh, Splatter University. Oh yes, was it? That was the first one. Was it that one or was it the one with uh, not Splatter University? It was another. Uh, uh, it's a phone booth. Final right? exam. Okay. There was a final exam. There was a phone booth. <laughs> phone booths were a thing, but now it's just a place where uh, I took a lot longer people... <laughs> to talk about phone booths. Phone booths used to be a thing, but now I guess it's just a place where homeless people go uh, make bowel movements. So yes. if they're still up. Yep. But she, but she, he does call the house, but he doesn't say anything. Nope. So Linda thinks it's the kid pranking them. Right. She, uh, yeah. At first he doesn't talk. On, on I think he calls again later. And he says, does, but he does says something. Like, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. We'll get that down. But this is another prank. Prank nine. Dead yeah. in the pool. That was a cool prank. So this that little shit. This one. Uh, she <sighs> looks out the window like he knows the, the kid's smart. I guess he knows that she'll look out the window and looks out in the see him floating dead in the pool. Uh, this one shows the kid in his true light. I mean, it's like, after this, why does she fall for it? Like, because mm-hmm. why doesn't she beat him? Like, I think this is okay if you can beat the kid. I mean, it's the early 80s. Who are they going to believe? Social media is not around. Beat the fucking kid. But anyway, he's. she thinks he is drowning. He's dead in a pool, drowning. She runs out. She jumps, jumps in. Jumps right in. Grabs the kid, pulls him up, starts. This is the same pool where Malcolm and the orderlies fell in. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the movie, she does CPR with him, CPR with him, and and you know mouth to mouth, but she's moving her lips like they really are like, like they're making out. But yeah, they're making out like they're mm-hmm. about to fuck. And so I thought that was weird. It was 
Yeah, well, that's just poor direction. I mean, obviously, they're not even really trying to make it look like legitimate CPR. She's not really compressing his chest. She's more like pushing where his where his diaphragm would be. She's kind of just pushing on it, and then she's blah, 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 making, out, <laughs> making out with him, and then crying, of course, because she's distraught. Yes. She thinks his kid's drowned, and she sits up, and she's you know he's unresponsive, but then he all of a sudden just sits up and Thanks stands for the kiss. up. Thanks for the kiss, but baby. Andy brought up a good point before we started recording about this. This is the one prank you, whether you know it's a prank or not. Like you, you... can't ignore it. Yeah, because she'd be a terrible person <laughs> if she looked out and she saw him in the pool and she just said, like, nice try, fucker. <laughs> I see. You, you're obviously faking it. All right. You're faking it, you know, and he's floating face down. If oh, she just shit. were to be like, bullshit, don't believe it, and she's wrong, and he's actually drowned she would be under arrest and she would look like a terrible person. So it's a prank. If a kid plays that prank, you, you have, always have to. It can't be a cry wolf situation. Even if it's prank a thousand. You have to assume that he's drowned because kids falling in pools, statistically speaking, uh, happens far more often than like them finding your gun in the house. Exactly. You know, a pool is an, a nuisance, an attractive nuisance, and a kid is very likely to fall in it and drown so you gotta believe it but that is that is prank nine (laughs) bullshit you're not drowning yeah i don't believe you andy we were talking this before we hit record we were upstairs i think popping our first beer and i lost it like because it's the truth it is the honest to god truth like you can't sit like yeah you fucking jerk whatever i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna go watch hubie halloween you know, you're, like, you're not drowning. Yeah. So Linda's losing it now. She like starts screaming. She's like, "You fucking Stop dick!" Yeah, he runs yeah. off. The little kid runs off. So now Linda dresses in a silky nightgown. She uh, has to lose her white jumpsuit looking yeah, thing because it's wet. It's all wet. So she puts on uh, Joan, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, yeah. o- O'Keefe Adams. O- hyphenated yes. last name. Joan O'Keefe Adams uh, nightgown, right. which which fits her perfectly. Um, Miraculously. And then another call comes in. Malcolm does not speak on this one again, so right. she assumes it's a kid. And then it's the uh, she runs into the kid's room. It's prank ten, which I guess it's a prank. He like takes a fake knife and plunges it in his chest and fake blood, but she doesn't buy it. That's a stupid one too. Yeah, that is. So it's it's another call where Malcolm doesn't like. It. And again, that phone rings so loud in this film. It's like I I cringe every time the fucking phone ring because it's so loud it's like such the worst editing but uh prank 11 he, he's cutting sausages waiting for linda to come down a classic the old the old sausage cutting thumb prank i cut off my thumb yeah and linda's still falling for them though she's falling yeah, for this one that's um i don't know if that one's right up there with the swimming pool or not but it, it is one where you would be a total asshole if you if you were wrong and the kid actually did cut off his uh, thumb. I mean, drowning, but you still see the kid screaming. The kid just played the worst faking That's drowning. true. And yeah. he's sitting there with his hand on the cutting board and his thumb's clearly folded in into his palm with some blood there and a fake thumb laying right next to it. He yeah. doesn't move his hand. You got to believe if he actually cut off his finger, he'd be holding it to his chest, like screaming, just yeah. running around, jumping around. But it, it, he kept it placed there on the counter. And the thumb looks fake as fuck. And the thumb looks really fake. It's horrible. But She's just like, whatever, get back in your room, you know. I'm going to lock you in your room. And what does he say? Like, there ain't no locks on my door, girl. Yeah. yeah. Like, you must have a basement. Nope. No basement. Sorry. So Malcolm does call again from a payphone, uh, another payphone. Yep. And she, he, this time he speaks. I'm coming home to take care of you, darling. Yeah. I'm coming home to take care of you, darling. Creepy. Linda still thinks it's the kid. 
I don't understand this scene because we, we go back to, she, she wants to catch him in the act because she thinks it's him calling. She goes upstairs and it's another filler. She yeah. walks around this room for a fucking, what seems an hour. Just looking at his, all of his posters. The ventriloquist stuff. She does the string and then it says, hello, Linda. Like the, the dummy. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The ventri- Yeah. Like it's the, yeah. the ventriloquist. Like it, how did the kid time it? The ventriloquist is the, the human. Yes. The dummy is it's the, the dummy. Okay. <laughs> how long are we going to spend on this? Nick fucked up. <laughs> For the for the fifth it. time Listen, on this man. podcast. Oh god! No, I'm kidding. But it's the but it's still like he it timed says, it perfect. Yeah. Hello, Linda. So she looks around again. Yeah. Prank twelve, I guess the vampire, because she finally finds him. He's like, I want to suck. You know, the, I want to suck your blood. Blah, um, blah blah. That's when she says, "Stop." Yeah, just stop prank calling. And he's like, I haven't been yeah, using he, the phone. He, yeah, this time he's actually fucking telling the truth, a yeah. little fucking dickbag. But at he's, this point, she why would you believe him? Yeah, you don't if like you're her. Yeah, but uh. He's like, get out of my mom's nightgown. But Malcolm, yep. now still dressed as a nurse, yep. as he's leaving the phone booth, still gets hit on men. Dressed as the nurse. There is no That's way. So like, funny. All the men are like, hey, baby, just take a little drink. You like, want to come over to drink with me? Yeah. Like yeah. a dude, this dude walks up to him who's um, a few inches shorter, <laughs> you know, puts his arm around Malcolm. It's like, yeah, baby, why don't you come hang out with me? So maybe the guy was drunk. I don't know. He's got... <laughs> the most severe case of beer goggles I've ever seen. <laughs> Seriously, if please. that's true, but I will find another picture of Malcolm dressed as a nurse to show yeah. our uh share with our probably this, five listeners now cuz probably one's dropped off, but uh this poor actor um who who plays Malcolm uh Peter Jason. Yes, who actually went on to do some great the stuff. The bulk of the movie dressed as a woman, yeah. you know, lipstick and all. He, and he he robs a couple of bums, right? Joan calls mom from oh, Vegas right. because Joan. we see the B-roll yeah. and Linda, we see the B-roll. So they set the B-roll up of just Vegas shots, lights, yeah. lights and all that shit. So, and Joan just yells to somebody off camera, like, I need to call and check on Chris. Yes. <laughs> you know, so this no is more the, David Carradine. No, none. He's not there at all. He was seriously like there for he one, he was on set for one more day. more episodes of Kung Fu. Linda, <laughs> Linda lets, or he's either like jerking off, you know, choking himself. Um, oh, too soon. Is it? That's um, oh, R.I.P. <laughs> we know uh, it's Vegas because of the B-roll again, but Linda lets her have it. Yeah. She's like, your son is a terror. She goes over some of the pranks. Yep. Brit- or jo- Joan's like, fuck it. Yeah. She wants to get her party on there in Vegas, probably yeah. cocaine and booze. But he means well. Yeah. Yeah, so she yells off screen again. She yells, you know, who we assume someone's listening off camera. Richard's being, or sorry, Christopher's being a perfect angel. Yeah. Bullshit. And, uh, that's I, the prank 13, the fake knock. I was happy that Linda was oh. totally honest with, with mom. Totally. You know? I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes. I'm babysitting your son, and he is the worst. He's the fucking worst. Like, she just flat out says, like, don't you all buy him all the shit. I think, yeah, she says, like, she gives her, like, parenting advice. Like, you know, it's sometimes not a good idea to buy a kid everything they need. Oh. And Joan's just like, well, I feel like you shouldn't inhibit a creative mind. Yeah. Um, well said, because I was really stoked to hear Linda kind of give it to Joan. But um, don't, don't spoil your children. Yes. PSA don't. from Slash You. Don't spoil them. Or have them listen to Nick and Andy. We'll, 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 we'll learn them. We'll learn those kids. Kids, don't be spoiled. But Prank the 13, fake the fake knocks. So she would run into it. That's another. That one, That scene went on what, forever. What was, what was the fake knock? Explain it. Um, the kid puts a string on the knocker, the... The brass knocker. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then he goes out behind the gate and he just pulls the string and that you know like a, a, a dining da- or a, what was it DoorDash or whatever you called it when you were a kid uh-huh. like knock and run away. Yeah. So they do this five times. The ding dong dash. The yeah. ding dong dash. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had to remember it. <laughs> um, so, but she would hit the string because he can't yep. drop. I it just there's you know again I know it's a fucking movie and you have to let like it's like me watching you know Return of the Jedi and going. There's there's no little bears and you know little tiny bears that can walk around and fight really well. <laughs> Nick, it's a fucking movie. Yes. You know, they're on, they're on planets. Yeah. Fire burns in space. Fire can't burn in space. There's no oxygen. Anyway, that's the break thirteen. I want to do the the, the kill count <laughs> on that. So then Malcolm is that now at a diner. Getting that's some where he getting some yeah. coffee and the. The, the guy, I guess, who owns a diner, who's working the diner, is like, okay, ma'am, I'll be right back, ma'am. Like, has to say the word ma'am like four times. Yeah. Look. He is not a fucking ma'am. He is a man. Yeah. So, but that's where she steals a big-ass knife. He. Did I say she? You did. Fuck. <laughs> so, Malcolm had stopped off at the diner, obviously, to secure a murder weapon. He's yeah. out for blood. And, uh... Again, having everyone thinks he's a woman, uh, woman. Yeah. going back to, you know, Linda's still answering the door, a trick-or-treater. She finds some old trick-or-treaters that are drunk, and they're like, hey, we're drunk. Come with us. Oh, but- yeah, an astronaut, yes. uh, a gorilla, <laughs> and a random woman dresses like a skank. Just, I'm impressed, Andy. She just was, well, I just watched this afternoon. The uh, woman... The, the 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 female trick or treater didn't really have a costume. She more just had like gothic looking makeup, I think. And uh, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no. She was kind of like dressed as just a slutty. Remember the astronaut slut. and the gorilla, and they're like, "Come with us," and she's like, "Maybe later." Yeah. Everyone's hitting on Linda. Well, who wouldn't? Even the kid. Yes, on even the kids hitting the kid. And so, this is where she leaves the door cracked at this point, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, first we got to see we 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 see the scene yeah. where Malcolm interacts with the bums. To get rid of his nurse outfit to he's wear... He's tired of people thinking he's a woman. Again, another oh. scene that was made way too long. <laughs> what, have you never seen a pair of tits before? Come on, I'll kill you. Give yeah. me your, get, get your clothes. He, he steals say... the clothes off a couple of drunk bums. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and even before he gets to the house, we go now to the most stupidest scene I think I've seen within a movie. Well, not one of them. I would, yeah, I'd say one of them. I'd say next top ten. I didn't know who these people were. Andrea and Condi. Andrea and Connie are editors or actresses and or directors and or fucking influencers. Uh, <laughs> they're editing a movie, another horrible movie, but now they want to fill time and show another bad movie within a bad movie. Is it Dracula as Frankenstein? I, I don't, you know, so he's like, nurse, give me head. So explain what they were doing. They, they were, yes, they were they're editing, editing a movie. Film, and the one... Andrea looks at Connie. Yeah. These, you know, the only time we'll ever see Connie. We'll see Andrea later, but... And says, come look at this. Come look at this scene. See if you like it. And yeah. they go. now they go into a movie within a movie to right. fill more fucking time. <laughs> and it's and just it's, a, like this mad doctor who's like... Looks dressed like Dracula. Dressed like Dracula, but he's Dr. Frankenstein. Cause he's, Two hot nurses next to him. He's building a corpse. Nurse, give me head. Give me head. And she's, he, she's, she's like, like, what? He's like, give me the head. Give me the head. The head. And it's a head... You know, look at the, is the carotid artery look right to you? And the one girl's like, no, it doesn't. He just attaches this head to the body. It wakes up. And they were like, well, you, doctor, you forgot the brain. And he's like, what? She picks up a brain. The brain looks like it's made of, like, old burrito foils. (laughs) Like, you know, like the foils you get around a really (laughs) good veggie burrito. Oh, the brain. I forgot the brain. But at that point, the body sits up and is like, doctor, whatever. And then they zoom out 
back, back to, the, to Andrea and Connie. the scene of Andrea and Connie and I editing think, this footage. Yeah, and I think that's where they want to make a statement like uh, the editors make the actual movies. They did like have Linda, some dialogue about that. They, that said that it, the director gets all the credit when us as editors are the one that makes the movie. Movies are made here in the edit bay. And I've heard that before, believe it or not, like as uh, someone who writes um, Oscar-nominated screenplays. Sure. Linda calls... Connie answers the phone, but Linda's calling to speak to Andrea because she needs a scene from a a monster movie that uh, she's in, in, and Andrea's editing it. And she's like, yeah, I'm done That's where we learn that these two women are friends of. Yes, and she's like, I'll come by you since you're babysitting because i got a hair appointment. Right. At night, so on Halloween. I'll, my hairdresser's out that way. I will drop the tape off at the house. So a hairdresser's available at night on Halloween. Not yep. to say I know we're at the, like the 53 mark. You want to take a break now? or Yeah. We can play it, that out. Like, well, right uh, after this, we're in the home stretch, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're this uh, fantastic movie. Fan-fucking-tastic. I get fantastic. Again, Oscar-nominated. Not true. Not true. We'll be back in a bit. See ya. So basically, yeah. Andy, you're telling me to do what that ad says. Absolutely. That's the same ad we play all the time? It is. Okay. For now. Well, I've reached out to PBR. Until we explode and get tons of listeners and tons more sponsors. Yeah, PBR, if anyone represents PBR, hook us up. Pabst Blue Ribbon. So getting back to Trick or Treats. Yes. Linda. Best movie ever. Best. Yeah, Oscar nominated. Wait, is that true? It's not true. That's not true. Okay, yeah. So Linda turns on the TV, and we now see a reporter who's at the asylum, happily mingling among the patients. Nothing bad happening, so she's standing among the reporter, standing among the... Uh, right, with Nurse Reeves. Yeah, with uh, Nurse Reeves, who Malcolm attacked. Right. Uh, and she's making it sound like it was a sex party. Like, you know, and put it in my mouth. He, and she's like, the gag in your mouth? And he, she's like, yeah, he put it in my mouth, the gag. And he ties me up, takes off all my clothes... Yep. Again, this is where I'm like, is this a comedy? But we also find out this is where Malcolm was a billionaire. Mm-hmm. They say that Malcolm O'Reefe, O'Keefe, O'Keefe, thank yeah. you. Malcolm O'Keefe escaped, the known billionaire. And yep. I'm like, the house that he owned, that would be the house, like, if you're a really good salesman. That sure. would not be the house of a billionaire. Oh, well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a suspension of disbelief, unfortunately. Because <laughs> the house was a real house owned by um, the actress who played Joan. Yes, but and, yeah, snot snodgrass. Snodgrass. Right? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. If, if it was a if he was a billionaire, then maybe that was like their second or third home. It's <laughs> just a little <laughs> tiny vacation villa that they get away to from time to time. I get. I mean, this is again like um, we. I'm still cracking up that you know they show the cameraman and the guy doing the light, and and this reporter is like not protected nope. as patients just. You know, they they start attacking the camera yep. and they got cigarettes the up their nose. Yeah, so. like, we're not crazy. We're not crazy. Yeah, totally. Uh, and Nurse Reeves is making this sound so, like she was kind of turned on. Yeah, like, she liked it. He handled me better than any man has handled <laughs> me. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that's right. Yes. She says something like that. And that's, yeah, you can tell that Nurse Reeves was um, happy to be uh, assaulted and all of her clothes taken by Malcolm <laughs> in his escape. So, um yuck. Malcolm makes it to the house. Linda was watching all that on TV and kind of smirking, smiling at it, kind of getting a kick out of it. So and, yes, Malcolm makes his way to the house. And more fucking filler. It takes this, this yeah. he walks around the house, his own house, Yeah. but it's seriously like 10 minutes of him walking around the house. Oy, oy, oy. And then we 
see Linda now in the pool guest house. I guess the pool house. There's another little house up next to the pool. It's, I describe it as a storage shed for more well, or less. Well, it's up, yeah, upstairs, downstairs, yeah. but. I guess a rat is thrown on her, and that's prank 14, maybe? Yeah, the, kid the little, throws it. yeah, Christopher decides to drop a rat on her. There's cobwebs all over that. There's all yeah. kinds of junk stored in there. And but so you're right, it is a pool house. She she looks, so after the rat, she looks at this fucking dickbag Christopher and says, Leave me alone, dude. Just go. Just please stop. Just, just go yeah. trick-or-treat or go to your room. Do right. something. Go trick-or-treat. So yeah. Go as... get lost. Go get hit by a truck. <laughs> go get molested. Get out of here. This kid deserves it all. That's what I would have said. God, not, you go maybe at? not being molested, but mm. maybe dead. I'd much rather see him dead than molested. That's another. That's another podcast. Yeah, but, um, that's that's a story for a true crime. Podcast. The Andrea is now in the house because the door is left open by Malcolm. Andrea again is Linda's friend who was editing the movie, and she's going to be dropping off a, a and, sample and her, tape. And her hair has been done. It's uh, yeah, it's nice and curly, Farrah Fawcett like kind of look. A, it's like a beta tape. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> so she's dropping off the beta tape. Betamax. So uh, Linda's talent, uh, our, our, our agent, can get it. But mm-hmm. Andrea, who's coming to hook up with Linda, she's now watching. walks around the house for another 10 minutes. Good That's Lord. That's calling, right. calling out for Linda. Yep. Her hair still looks great. You know, the... the, the... So we're to assume this entire time Linda was out in... In back in that in that other little pool house chasing down uh, Christopher is that where, yes. where she and, was yeah and as Andrea's walking around the house like calling out for Linda yeah. she's like Linda are you playing a fucking trick on me because yeah. you know it's you know it's Halloween so she just thinks it's a a trick that Linda's playing so she continues to go upstairs where she meets Malcolm and that's our first kill she goes to the attic yeah and Malcolm thinking it's her. Joan thinking, thinking it's, it's his Joan. wife stabs her. And then he immediately mistakes regrets, will be made. He immediately regrets it. Yeah, He's mistakes like, will be made. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you just made a mistake. This Malcolm. woman that I just I had to have heard calling out for Linda, who I don't recognize her voice, and I've never seen her before. I thought it was my, I thought it was my estranged ex-wife, uh, uh, Joan, and I stabbed her. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Again, this guy has every opportunity to identify who he's looking at and say this is not my target, but. It's okay. It begs Malcolm. the question: Did Malcolm actually go nuts, or can't he can't he see that this isn't Joan? And later he's chasing around Linda. Linda, can't that's he see that that's a, a, not Joan? That's what I'm Joan? saying too. <laughs> so Andrea's dead. Linda doesn't know this, so she grabs some booze. It's time for her. I'm surprised she didn't pick this bottle of wine up earlier, but she finally picks up a bottle of wine. Uh, prank fifteen. He chucks a cat at her, and I'm like, if Peta knew about this, yeah. He just throws a cat up on the counter. Yeah. Startles her. Ah. Peter, you need to reach out to... Well, the director's dead now, so... But it, I, I thought it was a mistreatment of the cat, but... Brett calls again. He's a fucking lame-ass fucking dick. But, you know, he is starring in a Shakespeare play, so fuck him. He has so a lot he of tells time... For, for his opening night, he sure has a lot of time to call his girlfriend. <laughs> in between breaks, in between I guess, or sets, or before. Or whatever. But he tells her to call 911, which I thought was yeah. funny about the pranks. Yeah. So she calls the police and the officer... Mm-hmm. On the other line says, "Hey, we get a hundred of these calls a night." Yeah. So you're telling me every night you get a hundred calls that says, "I feel like someone's stalking me." Well, they can't do anything, so just lock the door. Linda was saying there's some crazy guy keeps calling the house, and saying he's on his way here. And the officer points out that we really can't do anything until he shows up. <laughs> we're not. We were not power. We don't, we're not staffed to. to, to <laughs> Send somebody out there to watch your house. <laughs> it, but that's still that line. We get a hundred of these calls a night. Right. So you're... 
Yeah. So every night, Monday through fucking Sunday, seven days a week. High traffic. <laughs> there's women calling going, there's yeah. someone in my house. So are all those fake calls? I, I, I just thought Again, that like a... Gary Graver, or, or is that the director's name? Yeah. Gary Graves? Gary Graves. Graver, yeah. He wrote this too. It's written and directed. Yeah, well he written. He did the screenplay. All you had to Not say... true. No, exactly. All you had to say was, ma'am, it's Halloween. We have hundreds That's of exactly... prank calls coming in. Yeah, just lock your door. Of, yeah, it's, it's Halloween. It's And there, you've explained it away. Instead, he chooses to say, we get a hundred of these calls a night. I'm like, what? Yeah, that, uh, that's you know, just lazy writing. It is very lazy writing. Very yeah. good call. Yeah. Again, about like the backstory we could have got See, in. See, writing's easy. Anybody can do it. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Fast forward to Christopher and his. Dick's a writer. Um, yeah. <laughs> fast forward to little Christopher in his room, looking through albums, Maniac, The Howling. Then he finally finds an album that's called Sound Effects to Scare or whatever. But the sounds don't scare Linda, even though like she she kind of is drinking her wine out front as she hears this music now that's on a shitty record player. Yep. But it's blaring throughout the whole house, I guess. With screams and. Yeah. yeah. And but Malcolm stands up in a window. Linda wants to go find Christopher, and this is the scene where she finds him in his room asleep. I thought that he was dead. Me too, because, yeah, he's he doesn't got, like, yeah, a, a little uh, fake blood still on his neck. I thought Malcolm killed there. him. And he's supposed to be, like, he's pretending that he's been stabbed or whatever. All right. uh, another prank, and by now she's not buying it. She's just like, oh, jeez, oh, you're dead. Yeah, oh, you're my. dead. And so this that is... Sucks. <laughs> she kind of tucks him in, and that's when I was like... Is he fucking really dead? Because that would have been a great dick kill shot. Because that little fucker die. If he's really dead, and yes. she doesn't believe him, and she just thinks like, "Oh, it's another prank." I'm okay. Sure, you're dead. Whatever. No, I would have. I would have been rooting for Linda if that little <laughs> fucker was dead. Because then Malcolm steps out of the shadows and he's got the bloody knife. Yeah, this is where we'll just do a kind of a quick flash That's where of what I happens. thought Malcolm stabbed. Yeah, I mean, which is his son. Yeah, I get that. No backstory. Malcolm's Malcolm. only been locked up for four years, and and Christopher <laughs> and is like ten. 10. Yeah, so. so obviously Christopher was like six so. when Malcolm went away, and that's what I was thinking. Like, well, wait a minute, is Christopher actually Richard's son? And Richard I moved don't in. No, it is his they, son. They don't. But you know, Christopher is credited in the movie as Christopher O'Keefe. There he is. So there you, you go. know he is Malcolm O'Keefe's son, and. It's weird because it's like Malcolm doesn't recognize his own son. Yeah, doesn't home. But Christopher Hi. eventually doesn't recognize his own dad, and that's how we start. This is where Malcolm and Linda meet. Yes. Malcolm is again taking another twelve hours to walk through his house before oh, he discovers God. Linda on the couch. He yells at Linda, "I'm home, Joan." She's she, she thinks it's Christopher. She's looking around and he yells, "Don't look at me." Yep. So Linda was uh, smart and uses a compact mirror from her purse to take a look to see who's behind her. Kind of like prisoners did, like when they yeah. would take a and it's to the not, bars. It's not Christopher. So Malcolm is now chasing Linda as she like as he grabs her. He get a quick panty shot, but uh, I know that makes me sound like a perv. Yes, it does. Sorry, but I just was like, hey, <laughs> I try to hit pause a few times. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Let's I'm go not frame kidding. by frame. <laughs> so Malcolm you chases John Maddening it. You got your little <laughs> chalk pencil right right here. You can see the panties. You draw a circle. <laughs> Malcolm's. <laughs> Malcolm chases Linda around the house. Yeah. But again, doesn't he notice it's not Joan? I can't. This is where I think that he's actually nuts. Yeah, but... Like, he's legit lost it in his rage, well, in his he's need only for revenge. He's only it, killed one person. But he's so f- singularly focused on his need for revenge on, on Joan, his wife, that he can't see 
that this is not Joan because she eventually runs outside and gets in her car. Yeah, that's right? what I, I wrote. That she grooves in her car like fuck Christopher. She thinks he's asleep, but she's like fuck it, I'm driving away. But his her car won't start. Like fuck Shocking. that little punk ass. Hang on a minute, the car won't start. Yes. What? That's so uncommon for these movies. <laughs> Normally, these people get in the car, it starts right away, no problem. You know, I'm convinced, Nick, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but if a horror movie universe was a real universe and we lived in it and I took my car for regular oil changes, I, the spark plugs were like new and I maintained the fuck out of that car. As soon as I need it to start, it's not going to start. Well, it's a Volkswagen thing. <laughs> Just because of the it's nature of cars in these movies. So the car didn't start. Malcolm's up on the hood looking at her in the windshield like, yeah. You, Doesn't you he doing? notice it's not Joan? You going to get away? You going it's on a not, little trip? Malcolm, it's not Joan. All, all he sees, I mean, it's her nightgown. Linda's wearing Joan's nightgown. Okay, then Dr- Joan but, fucking yeah. looks 20 years younger. So either, long hair, either fucking... Malcolm is legit crazy at this point. Okay, I can or dig that. Okay, I can dig that. he forgot in four years what his wife looks like. So the car won't start, so instead of running down the street yelling for neighbors to help, she runs back in the house. Yeah, it's trick-or-treaters. <laughs> another good... It's Halloween, you'd think there'd be trope. trick-or-treaters all yeah. over. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no one. But she runs back in the house where she discovers her friend, Andrea, dead. Dead in a closet. So she runs, she freaks out, so she runs back to Christopher's room, and he's awake. He's, I, must I, have, like, I must have dozed off. Yeah. Uh, and she's just like, you know, there's a there's a, a killer. Yeah, he's like, here. he doesn't believe her, but and, he's and Christopher's like, like yeah, okay. She's like, no, there's really someone here. And he's like, you mean the guy with the huge knife? Like, yeah. <laughs> Your dad? Yeah. Your, Your fucking dad, dad Christopher. Your fucking dad. Well, and I realize if he was six when dad went away and he's ten now, he would probably That's what... he would probably be like, that, oh, my God, it's my dad. Oh, my God, dad. Christopher doesn't know. In my notes, Christopher doesn't know that it's not his fucking dad. And, yes, I did type fucking. It is his dad. It is. Yeah. He doesn't recognize his own father. His father never acknowledges, oh, this is my son yes. sleeping in his bed. Son, I haven't seen you in four years. I'm you really t- pissed at your mom. You- <laughs> I mean, there's none of that. Um, so Linda says, maybe it's time for one more trick. Yeah. Does that guillotine really work? Is it sharp? And the, It's a kid's fucking guillotine, but, you know. It is a working, real guillotine, yeah, so I guess, it's yeah, part of it's... a magic trick. So Malcolm's trying to break in the bedroom, and they're getting ready. Like, she picks up a gun. It's fake. I mean, they have to, it looks like a real gun, but she's like, yeah. I'm glad that, I wish this gun was real. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get in the fucking bedroom, but he doesn't make it. She lodged something in the door to yeah, keep so it. Yeah, so she's like, is he gone? Because he stops trying to get in. Like, oh, maybe he's gone. Fucking dumb. Get the <laughs> horror movie trope. He's never gone. They're never gone. Never. never so gone. he walks through the other door to gently to, to scream and gently place his head in the guillotine. Yeah, that was pretty staged. Like, he, he kind of <laughs> wrestles with her, and she's like backs away and he sort of stumbles or not stumbles but he walks forward and his head is right in the game he places it andy he goes like this let me get you hold on let me put my head right it's pretty quick yeah and they and then uh, the kid releases it releases a rope and it chops into the back of his neck again i just maybe it does a little damage because his head doesn't fall off but we know blood comes out of his mouth and he's that would be my dick dick shot kill of the week (laughs) There's no dick kill shot of the week. I hate to say that, friends of Slash U. This is the first time I really don't feel like we have a dick kill shot of the week. We didn't have one in uh, Blood Diner because there, no, well, there was too many, but I think we did kind of pick some out. But this one, there's none. Great. After Christopher's dad dies, 
Christopher welcome. watches his father but, die but in this scene. Instead of crying, he looks at Linda and apologizes. I, yeah. I, I'm so sorry. I won't play any more jokes. Yep. I was so rude. And she's like, it's okay, dear. Let me go downstairs and call the police. She yep. leaves him alone with his dead father as she goes downstairs and to call the police. The... He picks up the knife and smiles. Yeah. So Linda goes downstairs to call the police. Yeah. Christopher jumps up from behind the couch. Still shot as he jumps up. He's holding a knife. Both hands on it. Both hands he on it. Picks and... it way up over his head. And starts to what it we starts ass- to bring it forward like he's stabbing her and, and yeah you couldn't stop that momentum so Linda's dead and they freeze frame yeah it's and a roll credits roll credits <laughs> so you assume they Linda. Say, did you hear trick or treat they go to the outside of the house and yeah. you hear trick or treat treat but so Christopher the little fucking Nazi Trump supporter wands uh, <laughs> up we, how'd we go there <laughs> I don't know Just let, 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 Andy let me have my fun he's a bad kid I guess. episode ten yeah he's yeah. horrible. And so we assume Linda is the last kill. Death. Last kill, yeah. yeah. And so that we, that, I should three you know, people. I didn't know that. Like I, I watched the movie twice, which I try to do for our slash you, the three people that listen to slash you. But um, <laughs> so three dead. Yep. And then it's over. Yeah, it's Roll it. credits. Done. That's why I think that this one would be um, somewhat kid friendly. I mean, there's a little bit of blood when he when Malcolm stabs Andrea. Uh, and then, of course, the the other blood, like when Malcolm gets quote unquote decapitated, you know, a little blood trickles out of his mouth, but it's not terribly violent. I would say it's definitely safe for thirteen year olds. It's rated thirteen plus. It's PG. Okay, yeah, they, you, you know, know the, if the, you have kids who are kind of sensitive to violence the, a little bit, mm, I probably wouldn't show this to like an eight year old. But, but there's no blood. There's but, no. Yeah. It's I cartoon. There are cartoons that are more violent. Yes. Than this movie. Oh my God! Come on. <laughs> You know that, but uh, so it wasn't our best movie. My slash you award for biggest dick bag in a slash you film, yeah, would go to that little fucking dick bag, Christopher. Christopher O'Keefe, cheers to you. Cheers to you, everyone. Cheers, Andy. Um, so, but hey, before we uh, knock off, I want to yeah, give us. Sh- I want to give a shout out to our friend Rob Martin. Mm. If you go to Instagram and check out Silver Screen Previews, mm-hmm. guy's pretty smart. He does uh, live film reviews on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Friday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Pacific Time, and just kind of goes over film, kind of like what we do, but he actually does it live and in person where we just uh, can record a podcast. And we can edit the hell out of all the bad parts that we don't like <laughs> so go check out go check out our friend rob at silver screen previews on instagram and yeah. uh give him a listen because i he does good work and i think it's a smart thing to do as yeah. a whore as and now that we're in the horror community we got to support one another for sure hey andy what are we doing next next week everything's been halloween themed this october but yeah. next week we're it's not a a campy whore forgotten this one's we're well, doing halloween not, we're doing the legit john carpenter's halloween. halloween jamie lee curtis our second one with her from 1978 it is our second movie with jamie lee curtis uh Correct. i cannot wait uh this might go a little extra we might put a little extra time into this because i think we're gonna invite our wives down to uh yep our, our fiancés and wives to talk about this you like, just call cheryl my wife it's fine i mean we're getting married in june of 2021 and i've already started referring to her as my wife it's just, just faster and easier yeah, just, <laughs> just like i refer to you as a friend yeah but it's not there yet but it's not true yeah it's not there yet. thank you i'm just kidding no andy i love you this is april, april fools but not there yet. Um, <laughs> halloween baby halloween dig 
this. Yeah. I'm excited. That's episode 11. It is. And, and we might, uh, Halloween's on a Saturday, so we usually record these like on Wednesday. We are going to record on Wednesday. Yeah, this week we're recording on Thursday. Next week we'll record it Wednesday, and I'll try to get it out there on Saturday on Halloween. That'd so be great, available. but even, yeah, if not, I mean. Most of the time these release on Monday. Andy is a has a full-time job. I'm a freelance writer, which means I'd never work. So um, <laughs> let's not put too much pressure on our broadcast major here, Mr. Andy Damos, because yeah. there's a lot going on. Any uh, shout-outs? No, not at this time. Uh, social media. What, yeah, how do you follow find... us on Instagram at slash you underscore podcast, uh, facebook.com slash slash you podcast, all Please one word. rate and review us, too. Go yep. just do it, man. It's just a simple thing to ask. We'll send you uh, a free beer. Or we're getting T-shirts made. We are getting T-shirts made. We're going to do some giveaways with yeah, some we'll T-shirts. we'll raffle off some shirts. Um, yes, be sure to just rate, review, tell a friend. That's the biggest tell thing. Tell a friend. Um, I can't thank you enough. I speak for Andy when I say this. We can't thank you enough for listening yeah. to our episode 10. Appreciate it. Too. Thank you so much. We see you next week. Yeah, and the faster Halloween. you tell friends, by the way, the more listeners we get and the faster I can change the commercial. Great. We'll change the commercial. <laughs> and if we get more than like 10 listeners, I will post a picture of my boob on Instagram. So. Ooh, you want that. <laughs> you definitely want that. Thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been another pleasure, Nick. Well, hey, Nick, that's me. And uh, thank you so much. Welcome to Slash U. All right. And uh, Slash Tastic weekends, everybody. He keeps trying. We love him. I'll, I'll make it work. 